This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. Are you thinking about doing your own podcast, but you don't know how? Well, have you heard about Anchor? It's actually the platform that I'm hosting through this right now. And yes, it's free. Not only is it free, it's super easy to use. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so much more. It's really that easy. And guess what? You can actually make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's a big deal. So it's really everything you need in one place to make an amazing podcast. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. In five, four, three, two, one. Hola, ni hao. Konbanwa. Uh, bitches. Welcome to another episode of the Genius Brain Podcast. I am your host, David So. Ciao. I am your other host, Joe. Ciao. Jitsukawa. Ciao. I forgot one, dude. Ciao, motherfuckers. Ciao. Mr. Ciao, motherfuckers. <laughs> hey, Joe is back from his fucking expedition Euro trip, baby. Guten Tag, mother asses. <laughs> Was that your uh, first time in Europe? No, we went to France together, bro. Oh, shit. I forgot, dude. <laughs> oh, shout outs to uh, uh, Casey and Tiff. Your wedding was lovely. <laughs> I, I, for- I forgot I was in Europe. I think it's one of those things where we forgot that it was actually, it, it felt like America. It felt like a JK company trip just to another part of the United States. Yeah. Yeah. Because Paris is just a different place. Like, I don't know. You know what the hardest part about being in Paris was, was when we were there, um, I didn't realize that there are certain parts of this world, obviously because I'm a fucking stupid American, that there's people who don't use fucking Yelp. And yeah. France is one of those places that they don't give a fuck about Yelp. So oh, what? Well, maybe I heard they use other things out there like TripAdvisor or whatever. But we were out there. We were trying to find good spots to eat, and God, fuck, man! Like I went, we went to like all these Yelp spots, but they're not French people using the Yelp spots, mm-hmm. of course, because it's all in English. Yeah, it's American tourists who go to these American tourist traps, and they rate them based on their shit ass palate. Yep. And so we, I think, like eighty percent of the places that I went to in France was terrible. Not to knock on France, but or Paris, but it was just because. We went to every crappy spot because every... Uh, I didn't cra- like French food. It was not... My, well, we, first of but all... But the bread was good. Oh, well, I mean, the bread was fucking fire everywhere. The baked goods in France are oh. amazing. I think the, the part where I fucked up, which I didn't know until we found out after, apparently, uh, poisson, which I think is chicken, <laughs> is their shit. Oh. And I was eating other stuff besides fucking chicken, but Poultry I guess like was their shit, huh? Yeah, I heard like chicken is like the thing that they do really, really. I heard really duck good. is good too. Yeah, we just. I had a the steak room. there, and I was like, "What is this sacre bleu? <laughs> this <laughs> had, is not a steak." I had their steak tatal, which was very good. The the raw cubed up steak. Yeah, um, that was great. But yeah, France was just one of those spots that when we went to it was it was it was a good culture break though because I think um, that's where. They have a lot of uh, history there. Yeah. And they respect it a lot. And so the history and the buildings are, it's just everywhere. But it was so dirty. <laughs> France is so dirty, man. It's a lot of people. It's a lot, but it was the dirtiest. Just from, okay, so I've been, I went to London. I went to uh, Prague, which is in the Czech Republic. And I went to Vienna, which is in Austria. And then after, after visiting all that, I was like, Paris is fucking filthy dude really yeah it's pretty dirty is that clean everywhere else 
maybe not London, but everywhere else, yeah. <laughs> London's is like it's like here. It's it's I mean, but it's they like just speak a little differently. Yeah. So like okay, so the here's the game plan, right? So the game yeah. plan was I'm gonna go with a fucking one way ticket to London. Because it's it's like like London has a lot of airports, so you could get some cheap ass tickets. Mm -hmm. Like I even found one ticket. It's a one way ticket from LAX to London for 150 bucks, Norwegian Airlines. Damn. Yeah. 150 bucks, man. Isn't that crazy? I can't believe you did a one way ticket. I get scared for doing that shit. I need to make sure I have an exit plan. Well, I did. I um, for sure. I knew that I was gonna come back from Amsterdam. Yeah. Because um, I was meeting my buddy Kyle out there. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, for sure I'm going to go to London because I always wanted to go to the UK. I wanted to check out, like, we just have a huge fan base there. And um, my friend was meeting out there, me- meeting me out there anyway. So I was like, whatever. And I knew I was going to fly back from the Netherlands. In between, though, for the next three weeks, we didn't know what we were going to do. So that's when I was like, all right, let's do it, man. Because... If I didn't have JK News to come back to, I wouldn't have gotten a ticket back home. Oh, you would have stayed out longer? No, I mean, I would have just got a ticket there yeah. and flew back from whatever city was convenient. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it, it all just kind of worked out that way. But originally, here's the plan. It was to go there, one-way ticket, and just figure it out. That's fucking crazy. I, I can't do that. I get nervous <laughs> just thinking about that shit, dude. Somebody might kidnap me, my big ass. That's fucking scary. Man, I ended up at a dude's house that I've met for two days. <laughs> I can't do that shit, dude. You're, you, you live life on the fucking edge, man. But I also read people good. Joe, <laughs> I don't give a fuck who you think you read well or not. You know, you're sleeping in a fucking stranger's house, man. Well, I don't know. I feel like maybe people out in uh, Europe are maybe different than us. Because I know for us, I think in the United States, that shit's not happening, man. I mean... Yeah, I mean, there's good people everywhere, and there are a lot of so. Okay, I feel safe too is is because they've either, they've either watched my stuff in the past, so like they kind of know who I am, or they're a friend of a friend. Hey man, I invited somebody to this podcast that was actually somebody who knew, <laughs> and I almost got fucking extorted. So there's a we'll get into that story later, but uh, that doesn't mean shit, Joe. You're but good. at the end of the day, don't you feel like you could kill somebody before they can kill you? <laughs> Depending, dude. If it's a, it depends on if it's a guy or a girl. If it's a guy, for sure. If it's a girl, I think they had the upper hand. <laughs> they could just make up stories, and I'm fucked. Maybe that's maybe I'm just weird because I feel like you bring me into your house. <laughs> I'm more dangerous than you guys. Yeah, maybe. Oh, yeah. I guess it's the other way around, right? That's how I feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, well, if anything happens, oh what, well. What was the first thing that you did when you went when you okay? Landed your... So when I went there, it was like, well, obviously we we had to just fucking. We were there on a Friday, so it was like, well, let's check out the fucking club scene. Yeah. And then, um, you know, I met a couple of people out there. Um, Shout outs to Min. He owns, I forgot the name of the club, but he owns a club and he took care of us. Min's like, fuck, Joe, come on down. I'm sorry, Min. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and I met a couple of guys out there, really cool dudes. Um, Yeah, and then we just bonded. Like, he's like, you know, when you click with people immediately, right? Mm -hmm. And then... The thing is, I think also why I trusted them too is that I met their family immediately. Oh, okay. 
So like there was this, you know that picture I have of me at a Vietnamese event. Yeah, when I was looking at that shit, dude, I'm like, why what? did you go to did London? Did you go to London to go to the SGV, dude? What the fuck did you? What's going on here? No, no. So okay, I think it was the day before Christmas Eve, right? The night before. So one of the guys' dads threw the event. So he was just like, oh, I gotta work the event. But there's free food, whatever you guys want to come down. And I'm like, well, shit, I don't have anything planned. Mm -hmm. So I went there and we're just eating and hanging out and I'm meeting people and I'm listening to traditional Vietnamese music. (laughs) Fucking Paris by night and shit, dude. And I went to two of those while I was in Europe too. What the fuck? Dude, Vietnamese people have been giving me so much love. Like the community is strong, bro. Like. There's what I noticed is that when we're doing JK, right? All the skits, all this stuff. Asian, English speaking Asians all over the world, that was their childhood. Mm. And obviously the Vietnamese like diaspora, like like the the you know, the former like you know, like the like the expats, like the Vietnamese Americans, Vietnamese mm. um, you know British or whatever. They all connect to the content that we created. Mm. And it just so happens that it all started because my buddy Kyle in Vietnam, he creates content, um, you know, connecting Vietnamese families that were lost after the war. They, 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 whatever. And so he knows like other Vietnamese kids, Vietnamese, British or whatever. And they introduce, he introduces me to them. And then he, you know, they, it just goes down the line like that. So it just so happened that, you know, they're welcoming me in, in, in their communities with open arms and shit. Yeah. So I don't know how I got there, but I just got there. <laughs> what in the fuck, man? That's such a weird thing to do. <laughs> so you went there. So you, you went out there, uh, you landed, you went out to a club. Yeah, and then the next day, we're, we're just partying, we're hanging out, we're going on dates. By the way, picking up girls out there and hanging out is super easy. Everybody says that. Why is that? Because everyone's friendly, like, and you just hang out and you, you know, you enjoy life. Like, it's not, it's, I don't know, it's not like LA. Maybe LA is a different beast. Uh, for sure. I mean, even from Sacramento to LA. Yeah. LA girls, I don't know what it is. And it's probably LA guys too. Maybe LA guys are extremely thirsty, and maybe that's why LA girls get really jaded. Yeah, but there's just something about the city where it's, it was it's it's a lot more work and effort to even get a just a co- comfortable conversation going, depending on where it's going to lead. Right? I mean, obviously, there's lo- a lot of factors depending on where you're going. You know, like if it's a highfalutin area, then you're not dressed the part, and then obviously people are going to ignore you. But yeah, something about LA, like it's 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 not as it, it can happen, but it's not as easy. Yeah, and I mean, I've been here all my life too, right? And and it's very cliquish. Yeah. Like you got to know someone that knows someone or- People only stick to the groups that they come with. Yeah. And then it's like, fuck you to everybody else, which is kind of an odd thing for me. It's like, yo, if you're going to go on this public space, expect for people to hit on you or, you know, try to say what's up. Yeah, but it's not like that in, in like Europe. Like we'll, like, <coughs> we'll go have some shisha or hookah, you mm-hmm. know, and we're just talking and there'll be a party full of girls right there. And it's like, oh, hey, where are you from? And and then we'll combine parties and my friends will pick up, get their numbers, fucking go date them after whatever. They're like, yeah, that's normal. But for them, they say that uh, the U.S. 
they get laid quicker mm. out there it's easy to have conversations and hang out mm. and then it'll lead to something maybe later. it might but they said that their chances for one night stands in the states are quicker and i'm like where did you go? And they're like, Vegas. Well, duh. Yeah, that's the, everybody's there for a one-night stand, bro. Duh, yeah. <laughs> it's different. Vegas. But also, they have British accents. So oh, easy. One of them, Tony, is a six-foot Vietnamese boy, handsome boy. The other guy, uh, uh, Chip, he's like 5'11". He's still tall. Damn, I've never met a six-foot Vietnamese person. They're the, I, I, and then Mint's tall, too. I told him, you guys are the tallest fucking Vietnamese I've ever met. Yeah, they're usually They're like- all over 5'10". That's crazy. You see me in a photo with them. I'm just like, man, what the fuck, dude? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like a Japanese midget. <laughs> That's cool. So you met these dudes. I mean, you went clubbing. Man, when's the last time you went clubbing, dude? <sighs> I can't even remember. And even if I go, it's like for work. You know, like yeah. I'm going to network. I'm doing. I never went just to like sip on a drink and talk to people. I actually enjoy lounges better. Yeah, lounges are dope. Lounges have you just the, get uh, a few drinks and talk and hang out. Yeah, and there's a dope DJ yeah. there, and you know, there's like sometimes these lounges have a dance floor. If you guys want to fucking you know bump and grind, you know, get it on over there. We went to a rooftop lounge, and it wasn't it wasn't there wasn't music. It was more like a bar. Yeah, it was like couches, really cozy, and we just hung out. That was really fun. Yeah, that's dope. I mean, lounging is kind of cool. I feel like lounging is the is the always the next step after clubbing, right? Because yeah. you still want to dress up. You still want to look good. You still want to hear dope music from a dope DJ, get drinks, but you just don't like the part where it's fucking hot and sweating. You're bumping, grinding on people. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like lounges for me was like the shit after a while. Yeah. Like going to bars and it's like, yo, you want to hit up a bar or you want to go to a lounge? You know? This podcast is brought to you by Purple, my friends. Purple Mattress has saved my back, has saved my life, and has, has saved my sleep time. You spend a lot of your life sleeping on the regular. I don't think you realize how much of our life is you sleeping. And if you're not having a good night's sleep, you don't know what's going on, my friends. A purple mattress just hugs you like a grandmother's hug. It just fills up your soul, makes me feel great. And in fact, ever since I started using purple, I started pop locking again. That's a lie, but I love my purple mattress and it does help out with my sleep because I slept on a crappy spring mattress before and it ruined my back. So purple, thank you for that. Check it out. You're going to love purple. And right now my listeners will get a free purple pillow with the purchase of a mattress. That's in addition to the great free gifts they're offering site-wide. Just text BRAIN to 84-888. The only way to get this free pillow is to text BRAIN to 84-888. That's B-R-A-I-N to 84 888. I drank a lot too. For some reason, you, I was able to drink. You drank? Yeah, yeah just like I, I, I have to find my safe drinks. What do you say, drinks? Gin and tonic. Gin and tonics are good though. Yeah. I like gin and tonics. It doesn't fuck me up. Oh really? I think I'm a, um I'm fucked up with the wheat or something. Might be you might have like a wheat allergy or something, or like yeah. the barley or some shit like that. Because I got a non-alcoholic beer. We went to like this festival called Winter Wonderland. And then um, I just, yeah, I drank a non-alcoholic beer yeah, and it's you. and it still gave me a headache. So I'm like, I think it's the wheat, man. Maybe it's something that and the alcohol. Because if you're fine with like gin and tonic, then you're okay. Yeah. So I'm starting to, I, I, I can drink, I can hang out and I'm just like, oh, this is fucking fun, dude. It's really fun. So I didn't know what the hell to do because during London, everything closes on Christmas. I mean, it's a, I was like, oh shit, things actually close here. Mm-hmm. Like 
I mean, because you know, it is a, a Christmas is a big deal yeah. out there. It's I was like, that's a white people holiday. Yeah, you know that's what I mean? Their shit. Yeah, in a, in a, in L.A., like you still got. A fuck ton of Asian restaurants, a fuck ton of all kinds of other shit that's open. No one yep. really celebrates Christmas the way they do it out there. Yeah. Out there, like, they have these things called Christmas markets. That shit's dope, dude. Oh, really? It's like a, it's like the 626 night market, but, like, Christmas themed. And it's everywhere. Like, you go to, like, a town square, or you go to, like, a, like one of those, like, um, like, those monuments and shit, and it's just... It's just there, and then they have like pretzels and beer and all kinds of fucking. Okay. And you have you have you heard muled wine? No, what's that? That's fucking delicious, dude. So they warm this wine up, and then they mix it with berries and cinnamon and shit like that. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It is so I, I, good, I haven't bro. had it, but I saw it on like a European cooking show. It is so good because well, I, I was able to drink that too because. You can't taste the alcohol and you don't, it doesn't, it, like, it creeps on you because there's a high alcohol content, but you can't taste it. Mm. So you, you, before you know, you're fucked up, but it's like you were drink, drinking some good ass juice. That just tastes delicious. It was so good, man. Damn. So you said you want a couple of dates? Yeah. Look at you, dude. Just full of motherfucker back in the game, baby. That's tight, dude. That bounce back game is dope, dude. You got to rebound like no fucking other, homie. Yeah, and then they're really sweet, nice, awesome. What's it feel like dating again, dude? Amazing. Like, <laughs> fuck, dude. Uh, okay, so here's the thing. What I realized is I, I, I thought to myself in the past, like, oh, I don't want to go through that again. Like, I don't want to go through the search. I don't want to go through, like... Getting to know somebody all over. Yeah, getting to, um, you know, like, what do you call it? Like, like trying to get approval like trying to pick up a what i realize is i don't have to do any of that shit it's not that hard yeah especially in europe it's like a friend of a friend oh so-and-so knows so-and-so is like oh this guy's someone you know he he's kind of someone important or whatever and yeah. they want to get to know me or like sliding in the dms damn dude ever since the breakup was official Dude, the floodgates have been open, bro. You fucking loose-ass women, dude. You're like, oh, his heart is broken. I could heal it with this pussy. You know what, though? That was one of the things that was, that was a pickup line from women. Really? It was like, not not exactly, but not, not what you said, of course. Yeah. It's not like, <laughs> come fuck this and feel better. Yeah. But it was, it was straight up like, if you need someone to talk to, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That kind of shit. And at first, my low self-esteem ass would just really talk to them and be like, yeah, so this is what, you know, thank you for your time. And then it's like, oh, wait. Thank you for your time. Oh, wait. They actually wanted more than yeah, that. Yeah, it's like, okay, but are we, are we going to fuck or, or not? It's like, well, I thought you said you're just going to listen to me. <laughs> I'm not ready. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. No, I mean, it, it was crazy. Like, um, just... I realized that being in a toxic relationship, and it wasn't just toxic for me, it was toxic for Jess too. The The thing was, we we really fucked each other's um, self-esteem mm. in the past couple of years. Like, we really made each other feel small. And I think if I can go back and do it over again, I wish um, I never fucked her fucking self-esteem up like that. Yeah. Because I realize now... 
how bad that was because I was unaware. Like, it's like smoking a cigarette. Like, every single day you smoke one, and, and then before you know it, you got fucking emphysema or some shit, right? Yeah. It's a slow killer. So, over the years, you're chipping away at each other's self-worth, confidence, whatever it is. And you're unaware that you've been all fucked up. Yeah. So, one of the things was like... um you know, like basically I was told I suck at kissing. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, I mean, it was said on JK news before it's not like a secret or, or whatever, but I was told that. So even though it might be true to her in my head, I thought that was true to everybody. Yeah. That was it. I was like, I suck at kissing. I'm not, I'm unromantic, whatever. I can't, I can't. But what ended up happening was, I fucking kissed all damn night. (laughs) And ain't nobody make no fucking complaints, all right? Yeah. Shit. And in fact, they enjoyed it. Yeah. Motherfucker. And yeah. And it was like the, the energy was great. They wanted more and more. And so in my head, I'm like, man, this is fucking crazy. Wait, was that, was that, was the kissing issue that you had with Jess, was that something that was since day one or was that later on when things started going sour between you two? I didn't even know that I sucked at it, but I believe that it was after things went sour. So it's, it, to me, anything that was said in the past or whatever, it's forgiven and I'm not holding on to it. It's just, I'm using it as an, an example. example. For sure, for right? sure. But then- I do believe it's probably something that was said out of spite, but it yeah. still fucks with my head at the time. Of course, because like when 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 things are bad, like you know, and you guys are not like coexisting in a very happy place, a lot of that stuff that you know you said to her, she said to you, was just out of venge, being vengeful. Yeah, you know, and you don't even know that you're saying it sometimes, right? And it's just, and I don't think we really think about the consequences and the repercussions of what we say during those heated emotional times, and it tends to carry with somebody, right? Like for example, being told that, you know, you're not that great of a kisser, and it starts to become truth after it's said to you over and over and over. Yeah, and I don't even and I don't even have the confidence to kiss another person because yeah. I already told myself like, oh, she's probably not gonna like want it. it. Yeah, yeah, but she wanted more, and she's like more and fucking man, it was crazy because. Yeah, it's like dancing, right? So it's like with some dance partners, you could fucking move and it's natural. And other dance partners, it just doesn't work. Yeah. So it's an energy thing, right? So I started to recognize this. Like, okay, there's people out there that just fucking wants you for who you are. And there's other people that you have to work for it. Yeah. And I know this is cliche and people say that, but now I know what that means. Mm-hmm. Like it just fucking works and it makes sense and it's so natural and then you're appreciated and all these things. And I'm like, oh man, this is what people were talking about. Do you think um, you going out to Europe and kind of dating again, kind of just recharged your batteries in terms of like the dating scene? Because it seems like, you know, before dating and, you know, you finding these things out, it was like, a lot of the stuff that kind of mentally fucked you up in terms of your self-esteem as a man, in terms of being like feeling that you're attractive or wanted, do you think like this, your trip kind of like helped flip that like 180 for you? Like kind of put you back. Hell yeah, dude. Kissing and holding a woman <laughs> and having them want you. Yeah. 
like there is no other feeling of validation than that yeah like like shit dude and i didn't even have to work hard for it i was just myself Mm -hmm. that's the thing is like when people say oh just be yourself that's what that means yeah it just happened naturally and i'm like god dang dude like yeah and i i think i think i'm also a little bit different too because um because my self-esteem was a certain way i wasn't thirsty i was just hanging out yeah without expecting anything and i think i don't know it, it to me it's 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 kind of weird right because i know there's a lot of beautiful women that slide in the dms comment they want to whatever like they want me to right what and i and i recognize that but when it's also in the flesh because you know at the end of the day we're around a lot of good looking women but it's all work mm-hmm. you know like there's a lot of hot models and actors or whatever but it's all work right and it's been shh, over six years or so that i've been dating and in that feeling so what happens to a man's psychology um if you're not a cheater is you have one gina syndrome mm-hmm. so what ends like you get so used to being loyal that even after you're loyal feels like you're cheating kind of but more so you forget that there's other women for options yeah so I got so used to being in a relationship that when I am around beautiful women or whatever, my mind's already not thinking of them as a potential mate. Huh. It's just bodies. It's just people. Yeah. Right? And I, then it worked to your advantage though. Right. Because it allowed for you to be yourself and just have a conversation without any ulterior motives, which allows people to be comfortable. And yep. I think like that, you know, when people take that phrase of, you know, just be yourself. I mean, there's certain caveats, right? Like just be yourself doesn't mean you go full throttle and act all crazy around somebody that you would around somebody you've been around for years, right? Just be yourself means that, that you have a lot of likable qualities about yourself and just relax. Yeah. You know? And but, I'm not there trying to bang every girl that I see. Yeah. Which was me which in my early 20s smell, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> girls can smell that shit from a mile away. Yeah. So I'm just talking, getting to know them hanging out and it's working it's just a matter of um i think there's a lot of guys who they also do this thing where they they are themselves but they can't see signs and that's the hard part right it's like 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 i know guys who who can talk to a lot of women and but they kind of think about it after the fact they're like well how come i couldn't really like take them home with me or like get get the date it's because well you could you didn't jump on the signs right it's yeah. like after you you, you were comfortable with them. Conversation was great. You kind of just were like, all right. <laughs> you know, they friend zoned themselves. Exactly. So you got to, yeah. you know, but see me, boundaries. I don't, I don't friend zone myself. As soon as I see an opening, I go, what is this here? What <laughs> am I? Your fucking sword Dude, and shield comes out. There were times when I was just like, how is this happening to me right now? I am the luckiest motherfucker on yeah. earth. Like she's touching me. <laughs> I didn't even have to make the move. She just invited herself to me. That's fucking crazy. And I'm like, whoa, why am I, man, is, am I being blessed? Because the last several years have been so um, painful with the rejections and the fighting and whatever. 
and now it's just nothing but love like Damn, nothing I, but invite invitations man that's crazy i didn't I, I would have never thought that you would have been messed up like that from that just because i didn't either until you didn't know huh dude i almost honestly man i had this one passionate fucking experience it was so intense that i almost fucking cried like a little bitch <laughs> I've never felt love! <laughs> just fucking, like a fucking anime, just fucking water fountain comes out of here. Dude, it was intense. Yeah. And it's not because I never experienced it before. It's because I didn't realize how much I needed it and yeah. how much I missed it and how much it was like fucking breathing. Like everyone should have this. And just to feel wanted and like completely in tune and connected that is something that i was just like fuck this is what i've been missing out on that's the interesting thing too because i think sometimes when you're in a really bad relationship or people who are in a long-term bad relationship they convince themselves that the shitty situation that they're in is how relationships are supposed to be yeah and it's not it's not no it it becomes the normal thing and so you kind of miss the passion you miss all these great moments that you have with somebody and yeah when you when you're with somebody for a, a longer time obviously it's not the same fire that you had when you first started but it's a different type of passion it's not yeah. the same. It's different. But I think for you in your case, it was more like you probably thought, oh, long-term relationships are without even really It grows cold. It. That's yeah. what I thought. Because mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I always attribute it to not having good role models, right? Like whether yeah. it's family or whether it's in my own house or, or, you know, people that I know, it's not. Yeah, it's just it's just everyone's working through their shit and no one has the answers. No one and no one's I don't know what it's supposed to look like. Yeah. So um I think the only person that really pointed it out to me was Steve and Nikki. Yeah. They were like, that's not how it's supposed to be, man. Yeah. And uh and I was like, Really? And he's like, Yeah, he's like, it's uh it should feel it shouldn't be work. It should just feel right. Yeah. And I'm like, Okay. Didn't know what that meant. But Right about the time when we were breaking up, Steve was like, I'm really happy for you, like for what's coming. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he goes, once you start dating again, once you start getting into that place, you're going to realize what you missed out on. And he was exactly right. Yeah. And I think because the feelings were so fresh for him right before, like when he started dating Nikki again, because he, when he got out of the toxic. He was in a bad relationship before Nikki. Yeah. He's like, oh, I saw exactly what you're going through. It's like, that's what I was going through. And I'm like, oh, shit, dude. Because I didn't really look forward to dating, honestly. Because I'm just thinking about the drama again. And I'm like, mm-hmm. why would I want to get with another another person and go through the drama again? Why? Like, why would I want to do that? And I'm like, oh, man. That's not the point, though. That shit happens like a year later. The honeymoon yeah. phase is fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, the honeymoon phase is awesome, man. Like this podcast is brought to you by Future Baby. Well, my friends, um how important is fitness to you because fitness is very important to me. Now, you guys already know I do have a personal trainer, but when I'm on the go, right? When I'm traveling a lot, when I'm doing stand-up shows, when 
I'm doing send foods. I'm doing all these stuff. I can't bring my personal trainer with me. Well, guess what? That's where I have future. It is awesome. It keeps me accountable. It has a trainer um, that I can have at my fingertips electronically, my friends, with my Apple Watch that keeps me accountable and sets up a workout for me that I can do while I'm on the road. And a lot of people too, if they get a little, they feel a little weird about having a personal trainer and going somewhere else, this is kind of the thing for you. And I really appreciate it. It's helped me, it's, it's helped me keep accountable and it's helped me keep my weight off since I've lost about like 70 pounds. So, for those of you who don't know what Future is, let me let me let me give you a little breakdown. Future pairs you up with one of their world-class trainers and coaches and creates a personalized workout plan tailored specifically to your schedule, your routine, your goals, and your progress. Your coach checks in with you daily to keep you on track. Accountability, sending texts, making adjustments to your routine, and following your progress logged on your Apple Watch. Super easy, super seamless. Uh, If you don't have an Apple Watch, not a problem. When you sign up to train with Future, they send you everything you need, including a freaking Apple Watch. So don't overpay for a trainer. Get the workouts you need to meet all your fitness goals and take your trainer with you wherever you go with future it's amazing so sign up for future today at tryfuture.com slash brain and get 50 percent off your first month that's tryfuture.com slash brain for 50 percent off your first month that's tryfuture.com slash brain and and you know for people out there who are in a long-term relationship or you're afraid that the passion might die i i, I put it like this I've, I've never really thought that my passion would die right and it hasn't. It's just my passion has changed something into something completely different. Like before, it was this animalistic thing, and this is just a stage of this is just a stages of relationships or attractiveness, right? So before something becomes love, you you have this animal interaction, right, where it's just fucking kissing, making out all the fucking time. Well, later on, when you find a really great solid relationship and you find sustenance from this person this thing morphs into something else. It morphs into like how I would describe it for myself. And this isn't true for everybody else, but um, it's like my passion now is like, I, I, we don't have to have sex every day. We don't need this, but just having that person's presence around me is, is, is something that I just can't replace. Yeah. It becomes a necessity, which is so interesting, right? That doesn't mean that I'm not a whole person without her. Like I'm still a hundred percent me and I still find joy in doing stuff without her. But having this person that kind of like makes, makes everything a bonus is the part that that passion turns into. Yeah. You become this unit and this team. That yeah, without her, you'll still be functioning. I'll still she'll be functioning. I will be. I'm I'm a hundred percent who I am. But then she becomes a hundred and fifty percent, and that's 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 what passion turns into. Passion turns into, um, kind of like this. It's hard to explain, man. Like it's it goes passion, then it becomes like. I don't want to say family. Like I don't know. It's this weird thing. The comfort. Like, the comfort. Like you melt. Like everything yeah, yeah, just yeah. kind of melds together, yeah. right? And so you don't you don't look for uh, your affection and validation through having con- having constant sex and making out all the time. Now, now it's just like I just need this person to be there and support me, and that's all the love that I need, right? And obviously, you still fucking have sex, but you're not doing it like how you used to before, where it was like something that you desperately needed from yeah. them, or else you wouldn't feel validated, you know? Which is kind of good, man. Like, I, I like this whole thing. Like, this Europe trip was actually something that was... It was healing, man. Yeah, it's like you I'm fucking... I'm just, like, so thankful. Lake of Minnetonka, dude. You just dipped yourself right in, dude. <laughs> I like dating now. Dude, are, are you, are you like, open market now, huh? 
I feel like I'm healed. I think now it's more about um, creating quality connections. Like before, yeah, you're just kind of getting your your, your fucking uh, foot back in the water right now, man. Yeah, I don't know if I'm. I don't know. I'm not even gonna make a rule because I'll say like, yeah, I don't know if I'm ready for like a relationship, and I get into one. You're like, just having fun right now. Yeah, it's it's. There's nothing to it. It's just meeting people and creating connections. Like whether we fuck or not, I think that's super important because. Yeah. Now I'm having a different relationship with just people in general, the dynamic and mm-hmm. the, um, man, it's, it's different. It's beyond just having fun. Mm-hmm. Now it's about energy and vibing and it's like a whole different experience. That's really what dating is though, man. Like, um, and I said this before too, in, in a past in the video, it's like people will be surprised that when it comes to dating is like before you find your one that you're going to be with if if you know like a monogamous relationship is for you dating is not so much learning about another person it's more about learning about yourself and what you need yeah and it's 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 like i always say this too when you first date and you're and you're dating not in a serious relationship it i believe anyways it's okay for you to be selfish because this is a moment for you to figure out what you need from this person and what that and that person too should figure out what they need from you and it's 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 what I found out too. It's like, oh, I'm learning things about myself. The first girlfriend that I was ever with, I thought that her type was the girl that I needed. Turns out, after I dated somebody like that, it was like, oh, I actually found out you're not my type at all. Mm-hmm. Then I went for a different girl. You're not my type. And we start we start picking apart these people that we're dating, and then we actually find pieces and puzzles from them that actually kind of help complete you and your identity of what you need out of a partner. Yeah, yeah. I think you're back on that journey right now. Yeah, and I'm loving every step of it. Yeah, because I think for us, from an outside perspective too, and you know, you you we, I think the the cool thing about you and Jess is that you you tried really hard to make it work all the time. Yeah, and even for us, from an outside perspective, we can't tell you that it's not working because you have to realize it yourself. Yeah, right. So it was like, you know, for Jess, she yeah, I mean, she goes hikes and she's active and stuff like that, but it has to be on her time. You yeah. know, so when she doesn't have a migraine, when she is feeling it, when only when she wants to. Yeah. So it was hard for you because you're an up and go type of person. You're uh-huh. like, yo, the mood strikes, you down, you down. I think that's why we always work. Yeah. Right. Because even though I'm with, because you're very spontaneous. Yeah. And you're free. Exactly. Because yeah. I'm with Mariel, but Mariel has her own life, and she doesn't need to be with me mm-hmm. whenever I go do my stuff with my guy friends. So if you hit me up, I have a free schedule. You're like, yo, we're gonna go to the beach. I'm like, let's fucking do it. Yeah. You know, and I'll go until I have a kid, and I'm fucked. You know. <laughs> That's a different story, you know? Yeah, but that'll be... That's years from now. Hopefully, I have a kid at the same time or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I got I got a few years in me left, so don't worry about that, dude. We got a few years. Yeah, but yeah, you're completely right, man. I think it's an energy thing, right? Mm-hmm. It's about matching energies, matching, like, person... Like, I mean, it just... At the end of the day... Your energies didn't match is what it was. Yeah, and there was... I feel like there was a time that it did, but it went two different directions. Yeah. So... That's, the, yeah. I mean, in the beginning too, passion kind of cover covers up a lot of our personal wants, right? Because we just want to be the most fun and the most exciting for the person that we're attracted to. Yeah. So I think a lot in the beginning we do tend to lie a lot, right? Yeah. Not not because we're both trying to look for approval or just yes. enjoy each other to, and so we set aside our selfishness, right? Mm-hmm. But I think that's where, looking back, I feel like that's how people kind of fuck it up. Because you stop dating. You know how they say, don't stop dating? Mm. 
And I'm like, oh man, that's why you don't want to get too comfortable. Because mm -hmm. when you get too comfortable, you get too selfish and you're not selfless enough. It's kind of weird how people treat each other so fucking good in the very beginning and treat each other so fucking bad later on. <laughs> yeah, we, we had this conversation too with Mary. Uh, well, I had this conversation too with Muriel where we have this tendency to sometimes treat our friends better than we treat each other. Yeah. Right? And there's, there's a couple of factors to that that I think we realized where it was like, one, it's because the no matter how close I am to a friend, the person that you're with in a relationship, their words were always hurt more than anybody else's. Yeah. Their opinion about what we do, our art, our careers, our jobs, our life choices. If they say something negative about it, if if a friend says something negative, it's like, eh. But if a, if you say it, it hurts a lot more. Yeah. So sometimes we kind of come ready when when we receive this opinion or critique or this negativity to come back and snap back at each other. Yeah. Right. And so with if it was in the dating phase, that probably wouldn't happen because at that moment we're still kind of, dating is still we're, we're we're developing our friendship still. So we're allowed to manage those emotions better. And um it's 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 hard sometimes. Mm -hmm. Because we do we do tend to like treat other people better than some of our the people that we should treat the best. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's true. I mean, yeah, I think there's just different phases, right? And it keeps things interesting. Yeah. But I mean, you're in that passion, like that dating phase too, which I remember was fucking fun, man. There was, there was a point in my life too. Like if we were, I was talking about this on the big mood podcast where she both kind of gassed me up a little bit. She goes, the guy who's dated. So I haven't, I haven't been with a lot of women, like straight up. Like I've slept with, if I, if I tell you how many women I've slept with, it's they're still all in these two hands oh right so it's it's, it's not much so i mean for most people is i mean other people might think it's a lot but I, i'm making it in comparison to a lot of the guys that i know they slept with way more women than me and my my number's way lower so for me hookers don't count hookers <laughs> hookers don't count then it's in the millions no i'm kidding <laughs> but um like for me it was like i didn't get into a lot of serious relationships a lot and I didn't hook up with a lot of women, but I did date a lot. And the reason why was because, like I said, there was a point where I realized in my life that I didn't know what I wanted after my first relationship failed. Because I convinced myself that this is the type of woman that I need. And then what I found out was that I, I should have just called it off earlier when I knew it was wrong. Even as an 18-year-old, when I was with her from 18 to 19, I knew that we weren't right for each other, but I kept on trying to take this fucking square block and then fit it into this circle hole, no matter what. You know what I mean? And I kept on trying to make it work. But what I what I started doing was dating a lot. Number one, it was because I, I wanted to be a stand-up comic, so I wanted a lot of life experience, which was great because it worked for my stand-up comedy. Also, number two was to figure out what I really need out of somebody. And dating was really fucking fun because I didn't put a lot of pressure on it. Wow. There was no pressure. You're so emotionally intelligent. I just got fucked up. Most of up. my life, it was, does this dick fit inside your pussy? <laughs> I don't think, you know what? I think I was kind of lucky because, you know, like obviously when I was younger, I had a huge sex drive, but then I also got annoyed really easy, you know? So that always prevented me from just really kind of like wanting to fuck somebody. Like if they annoyed me, it bothered me. It was also probably because I had a temper, but if they had like <laughs> this quality about them that I couldn't get past, if we couldn't connect emotionally, I didn't want to have sex with you. Really? That's, yeah. So like a lot of the girls that I dated, it, it, I always cut it short right before we would even try to get intimate because I know that I wouldn't do well. Damn, that's crazy. I think I've always had a short temper, but I've always found girls adorable. 
That's yeah. I I don't know. Like I've always been like that, and it's weird because even high school, I couldn't get a girl to look at me at all. You know. Yeah. And then when I started becoming more comfortable with myself and just not giving a fuck, and then. Um, just being able to talk to women. I mean, mind you, it was a lot of work because, man, I looked like hot trash. But then I had to, you know, move past that and go through like 4,000 rejections to get one girl to say yes. And when it would happen, the end goal wasn't to really fuck them. It was more like, man, I just want to get to know this person, see if we can connect. And then, and then yeah, we'll fuck. I mean, I'm. that's later in life for me, obviously, yeah. when I matured. But for the longest time, I think I was blinded by my horniness. <laughs> <laughs> but even even like till now though i it's really hard for me to get um what's the word like like annoyed i guess of women in that way yeah where i'm just like ugh, like i'm so turned off yeah usually if they smell or physically look like <laughs> that's that's what turns me off um there is some traits now where i'm just like Wow, this person's crazy. I, I, I don't know. It's all, or if they're really depressing or negative. That, that's, that's what it would feel like to me, though. Like, oh. I know that feeling. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And that's what it's it like, would ugh. feel like. And also, too, it's like, I think it's because I also didn't know how to just hook up with somebody. Yeah. Because the way I would start something is that we would connect. We would like kind of connect. Are you looking for someone that's like, this is a potential marriage material. Maybe. I think I was, I think that's just how I developed relationships yeah. from the first one. So even if I was just doing it casually, uh, it, it would end up like that where it was just, we would open up, have deep conversations and it would turn out to be something more than just hooking up. Damn. Cause I'm always like, you can be a hookup. You can be marriage. You can be a friend, whatever, but can I have fun with you? That's yeah, 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 yeah. Like, just not even sexual, but yeah. it's just like, can I have fun with this person? And then I move to the next stage. I mean, like, it, I mean, but it's not to say, because I don't want, you know, fucking a few girls to be like, what are you talking about? We hooked up. Like, I, there are people that I've hooked up with before, right? Where it was just a hookup. But mind you, if that happened, I was probably either really drunk and I was going through a dry spell. So <laughs> it's like, you have to really get me to that point where You're I'm just like, off guard. Where it's like, fuck, we're not even emotionally connecting, but I just really want to fuck. Damn. Well, that has happened before, but it wasn't, it didn't happen often. You know, for me too, when I, um, I think my threshold for annoyance breaks down over the years that I'm around them. Yeah. Cause at first I'm just like, you are so fucking cute. You are so adorable. Yeah. And it's like, to me, it's almost like a, like, like a cute kid messing up. Mm. And then later it starts getting annoying. Yeah. Cause well, you got what you wanted and then it's like, or she got what she wanted to, and it works out that way. Yeah. And by the way, just to, just to encapsulate what I'm saying right now, cause you guys all know what I used to look like before and everything else. This is like me making like 10,000 swings and then one hits. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's not like when I walked up to women, it just worked. It's like, I had to. No, it never is that way for any of us. I had to make them laugh. Yeah. I had to joke around. We, I had to show what I had to offer too. And then if that didn't work, I, you know, hit on another girl, hit on another girl. And then maybe some, somebody finally said, yes, I just wasn't scared of rejection. I got rejected all the fucking time. It was just, you know, it was like. I think right now is probably the best dating I'm ever having. Like the choices the quality like i'm trying to make it sound like it's a fucking meat market but <laughs> exquisite I, exquisite it's grade a grade a no i think i think um the thing is so here's the thing right like i think people in general are are smarter now than before mm -hmm. so i have a i have access to beautiful 
multicultural, intelligent women. When before it was more local. Talking about the SGB fucking fucking ABGs, you know what I mean? <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that, but I was a fucking moron too. Yeah. So my world was small. Yeah. And my access was small. But now it's like, damn, dude, I have access to the world. And on top of that, it's just a whole different yeah, I mean it's just the experience is different. Like I'm out here because I have money and because I have a little bit of like access to resources, right? Like I'm I can date in Europe, dude. Like that's a little bit different. Well, yeah, I mean even like Tinder too is awesome. Like you can go internationally with that shit and then you could date out there. Like the the options now to meet somebody is endless. It's almost yeah. I got a buddy who fucking looks for Tinder dates all over the world cuz he travels a lot yeah. and then he sets up his dates that way. That's perfect. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to be in Japan. I'm going to be in Europe. Hey, you want to hang out? Okay, cool. I'll see you in fucking a week or whatever. And then he's there. And it's like, man, what an international man of mystery. It's weird because like, you know, it's kind of cool. It's like these, these skills of like just being able to talk to people, not just women, um, kind of, it still applies now, right? Like if I, if I strike a, up a conversation with a woman, it's still fun it's very entertaining but now it just feels different now it's like there's literally no other motive for me to talk to you other than the fact that i just want to talk to you yeah you know? and like there's nothing there i think that's still the same for me too yeah like i think a lot has changed because now i can get it whenever i want like yeah. i literally can so it doesn't i don't i'm not thirsty anymore yeah i'm and then i'm just honestly i have way more fun making money right now and building businesses and doing that then I do fucking. Yeah. So I think I'm at that point where I'm like, oh shit, man, I've changed. That's why the I think the quality of your interactions as an adult, especially when it comes to the dating scene, has improved now. It has. Because now you're just not looking for a hole to put your dick in. Now it's like, this person is worth my time, the fun, the energy that I'm getting from this person. And, and that- if I fuck, I want a quality, passionate connection, which is way better lovemaking or, I mean, I don't know if it's making love, if it's really fast, but it's still intense compared to an encounter that you just kind of, I mean, it's both are hookups, right? Yeah. But one though. is like just a quick physical one. And then the other one, it might be quick, but it's a passionate physical. I don't know how to explain it. It's it's, all, I think, I mean, this kind of sounds bad, but this can go, this is obviously when I say this is a, we're men, but obviously women obviously have this too. It's like. It's like when you hook up with somebody that you respect, it's like, you know, so much more about them, right? Other than just like, we saw each other and then we just started making out and we fucked. I don't know if it's respect because I still respect both. Yeah. I I don't know. I guess that's what I'm saying. I don't know if that's the right word. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's like, you know, even though it's like an inch deep of knowledge of them, it kind of gives you sustenance that you're fucking right. That allows that passion to happen. Yeah. Because before, if you don't really, if you're just basing it off somebody's face, that's, I mean, what what passion is there behind that? It's more like, well, you're just there and I'm I'm just here for you and you're just here for me and we're just gonna fuck. Yeah. But when you when you connect with somebody, I think the way that you have, when you're having conversations with these people, you're having dinner, you're going out, even though it's an inch deep and it's only surface level, it's still something and allows that to allows you to have like a passion. Yeah, connection. it's kinda like what happens throughout the night, right? Yeah. And then what you talk about. And then even the hookup is intense. Like it's like oh shit, this is like some honeymoon shit. Mm-hmm. It's not 
quick like porn shit yeah <laughs> i don't know i don't know how to explain it like yeah. man i never kissed so much and mm-hmm. did all the fucking passionate stuff it's just weird maybe that's normal for other people but for me fuck man i barely kissed <laughs> Bef- for me it was just like you, a- you and justin and kiss a lot when you guys first started going out nah not i mean it's no offense to her it was just everybody uh. even previous girlfriends i was like I'd rather have a fucking blowjob. Why are you kissing me? <laughs> I kiss was down fucking, here. Don't kiss up here, fool. I was a complete barbarian, bro. Like, it was mm-hmm. just like, I lived the fuck bitches make money life. Like, yeah, yeah. it was just, I don't care. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, you know, um, we're going to go eat some food. And then afterwards, fucking, I'm going to eat your pussy. You're going to suck my dick. Like that. Yeah. You know, like it wasn't even passion and emotional. It was just cold. And I think there was a lot of issues I had. And thankfully, Jess brought, you know, she she unlocked a lot of shit. She helped me out a lot. So um, if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't be where I am today exploring and experiencing these new, um, I guess, parts of who I am that I never really got to enjoy because maybe i blocked that part of emotionally connecting with people Mm -hmm. and now that i can experience it and i can live in it and it's it's so intense and i'm just like this is dope i want more yeah yeah well look at you man just growing and blossoming dude fucking europe did wonders for you man i gotta go back dude (laughs) damn dude man it's not just a dating but the people in general like the women and the men and the hanging out with everybody just is a whole different world. Like literally. I feel like you could experience a lot of that stuff uh, here too. Probably. It's just, you know, like I said, it, it just allows you to have a fresh start somewhere else where it's like, it's, it's a completely new environment because there's a lot of LA is where you grew up. Yeah. You know, LA is something that. It's, it's and we've met quality people here. Yeah. I know a lot. I mean, we're locals and most quality people are the locals. Because a lot of the experiences I think that you're having over there, it's the, the experience that I had when I first moved here. Yeah. You know what I mean? When I used to always go out in K Town, DTLA, get drinks, hang out, fucking party and all of this shit. Like that's that stuff that. Because it was, it was a new environment for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you, it's kind of hard for you to get that here. This is your hometown. This is, I've been here all my life. You're exactly. right. Yeah, I'm just. Yeah, you're right. It's the environment, man. Mm-hmm. That probably plus. I mean, in general, I think the dating's just different there too. Oh yeah, people are different. Yeah, I heard people. I mean, if there's any Australian listeners out there, I heard you guys are just a lot more open and friendly, and just more open to new experiences out there. You guys aren't so like you're not wound up. Yeah, that's the thing is I didn't feel that from a lot of people out there. Which is a great feeling to have. Like, we could just sit down, and the conversations are deeper. That's what I noticed. So, LA, it's really true what they say. That's what I realized. Oh, fuck, man. They, we are shallow, surface, stupid fucking people. Because, um, you know, like, for us to have conversations like this, like, deep, like, it's difficult to find that. That's why all of our friends mm. are entrepreneurs and entertainers you try to have this conversation with a lot of other people they don't like to get too deep they don't like you know or they'll just be sitting there with their mouth open like damn you talk deep bro and it's like well i want something back from you yeah i i I feel like a lot of people here are 
specifically in LA because they're either in entertainment or they have this perception of what they should be if they're living in LA, that they're very closed off and they're not willing to be open. That's the thing. Openness is the thing out there. And mm-hmm. you can sit there and talk about everything. People talk about politics and they don't get their butt hurt. Yeah. And I'm just like, what? Very intellectual community. Like, I mean, that's a crazy thing for me because it's so volatile here. If mm-hmm. you mention anything about politics, which is so annoying, like, I, because I'm not somebody who's well versed. And this is what I found out too. And this is a conversation that I actually just had recently with a friend. And I had to check this motherfucker. You know who the fuck you are. You're listening to this. We're good friends, by the way. But he didn't even know how angry he was getting as he was talking to me. Because I didn't know something that he was passionate about, mm-hmm. right? So, like, for example, um, he's he's hyper Yang gang, right? I like what Andrew Yang's about. I just don't know enough. Yeah. So, for him, I guess he wasn't a part of the uh, Democratic debate, right? And for me, I don't know what the general importance is of the Democratic debates and what it does for these candidates, right? And he goes... And he was telling me, like, he's not a part of the dem. It's it's so racist, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, well, why is it racist? And why is this important? He goes, well, how come you don't fucking know this? Like, you're an Asian American. I'm like, hold on a second, bro. Back the fuck up. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're getting riled up because it has to do with politics. You're getting all up in your fucking, your dick is inverting into your fucking stomach. You're getting so mad right now, dude. <laughs> so I looked at him. I was like, when somebody doesn't know something, don't raise your voice. Yeah. Right. I'm just trying to have a conversation with you. Yeah. I was like, but every time it comes to politics, you get fucking mad. And you talk to people like they're dumb because they don't know shit about stuff that you're passionate about. Yeah. Fucking relax, right? If you can't explain it to me in a, in a normal tone, I'm not going to listen. And I'm just going to say shit that's going to piss you off all day. I love Trump. Yeah. You know? I'll, I'll start saying shit like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? But that's when it comes to politics, people get so heated. It out is. Here. Or just other topics, right? Yeah. And so now I know why people think Americans are a bunch of buffoons. Because <laughs> I'm like, fuck, dude. Out there, you can have conversations. Mm. It's just, I mean, sure, you might have your extremists and all. But, like, the general thing was you can talk about a lot of shit. And a lot of people there are educated. So even the party girls, even the 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 what you might consider to be, like, you know like the average person right like everyone talks everyone it's the culture there you drink coffee you hang out you talk for fucking hours Mm -hmm. you go to fucking bars you drink there's substance in the conversation whereas like man it's hard to find that here yeah and i'm like fuck dude no wonder and that's what i really appreciated hands down out of all of my experiences in europe i think just the connecting with people and sitting down having conversations i think that's what i really liked yeah yeah that was really cool that 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 conversation part is is super and obviously i think the uh and it made me want to fuck harder i think that's what it was (laughs) that's why i was so passionate man keep talking dude i just my my dick is getting hard man please isn't it weird what 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 would get you going now as an adult when you mature versus when you were younger because i feel like if i just saw anything i'd get a boner like literally anything man yeah if a girl bent over i mean i still get a boner today yeah but then like (laughs) (laughs) he's like wait hold on yeah that that, that would still get me a boner today but but it's it's you're right though like now it's like say something that tickles my brain (laughs) So I could tickle my other brain yeah. later, dude. But right now, fucking get this going right here. Motivate me. 
<laughs> I, I wonder if it's because like we're also looking for. I mean, no, it's just a dating situation, but that's still the thing in the back of our mind is like we're looking for a future mate. So it's like something that you could spend your life with, even though you know that person's not going to be it. It's nice to know that that person has that quality. I I think for me, I'm afraid of stupid people because they could get me in trouble. Mm. So it's like, all right, you're cute. But I know I've okay, so I've I've been around enough to I where I know girls that are or just people in general that are kind of stupid, they'll get you in trouble so one way or or another. And then you start even if it's a hookup or whatever, they might do stuff in the that's that's really fucking dumb mm. that can rub off on you. You know what I mean? Like they'll they'll do some moves that are that can get you in trouble. There's they're they're high risk. I think that's what I'm thinking about. Is you're a fucking dumbass. You're high risk. Most dumbasses are high risk. Yeah. Because they'll drag you down with them. Most losers are high risk because they'll drag you down with them. They'll make mistakes in life. They'll do something shady. Uh, maybe sometimes impulsively, unintentionally. Some people they're just fucking morons, and you know this, right? And they'll make mistakes. They'll get in trouble. They might oust you along with it or whatever might happen. They are going to drag you along with it. And I'm just like, do I want to get involved with this person? Because I know for a fact that repeatedly people that are dumb, people that are losers, people that are like their repeated fuck ups, they'll somehow catch you. Because, for example, maybe not you directly, but they might date a fucking dumbass. That comes around and wants to be violent with you. They might date a dumbass who's like, oh, you know this guy? He has money. Show me, show me where he lives. Sure, I'll show you. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, oh, God, dude. Did I know? That, I didn't so know he was going to rob you. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You know, like, so there's a lot of instances where dumbasses can get you in big trouble. So that's what I'm always thinking. And I'm like, that ass is hot. But is it worth it? Are you stupid? Yeah, I mean, if you, I mean, obviously, if you're hooking up, you don't really got to think that deep. You just got to hook up and move on. But, but it, it crosses my mind, even if it's a hookup. Yeah, and it kind of turns you off. Yeah, and I'm like, I don't know about that, man. She's trouble. She's trouble, this dumbass. Yep. yep. Well, yeah, because, I mean, shit. Not just because she's dumb, but, like, man, like, she I really get, doesn't watch her own back. I get scared of uh, uh, emotionally unstable people. Yeah, that's another dumbass trait. Yeah, they they can't they, <laughs> Dumbass, <laughs> fucking dumbass, dumbass, man. Like they, uh, like emotionally unstable, uh, freak people freak me out because they only ride on highs, mm-hmm. right? So it's like if everything is going their way and things are great, they're the best person to be around, right? They treat you well. The moment's great, but the moment there's friction, like you disagree, they'll turn on you. They'll turn on you yeah. instantly, and they become very vindictive. And I've seen that happen a lot personally to me too, where it's just like. Oh, like you only fuck with me if I agree with you. Mm-hmm. But if I don't agree with you, I'm your worst enemy. You hurt their ego mm-hmm. and they want to destroy you. I hate that shit. Yep. They just like, well, you fucking found out that you're crazy and I'm 10 times crazy. I'm going to make your life way worse. And I think over the years we experienced that, right? So it's mm-hmm. like, you're hot, but do I really want to deal with that? Isn't that crazy though? Like how how like when you're older, you can kind of pick up on this, right? When you're younger, you're like, I never had anyone as hot as you. Please touch me. Yeah, like before I met Muriel, it was, you know, and, you know, I was dating around, like messing around. It's just kind of like, 
things are going well. And then I see this little crazy in them and I'm like, mm, red flag, I'm out. So uh, a girl that there was this girl that I was dating before Mariel and um, it was a friend of mine. And what I, first off, my gut instinct told me that she and I should not be together, right? But we dated either way. It's because she approached me very nice. We would like chat over the phone, whatever, whatnot, DM each other all the time. And this girl was like, hey, you know, we're good friends. We get along really well. Why don't we just try dating? And I was like, eh, I'm not really too sure about that, right? But I, what I really appreciated was that she went out of her way to ask me out, mm-hmm. right? Which was really dope. We started dating and um, she was visiting, visiting. She came over, whatever. Things were great. She... um did this one small thing that was a huge red flag to me. She goes, we had a disagreement on something and I, nobody was angry. And I was like, ah, I don't think that's right. Right. She goes, well, what the fuck? It was like, well, you think that everything I say is dumb or what? And I looked at it. And I was like, yeah, you need to get out. <laughs> she goes, <laughs> like, like that. I was like, you got to get out. And she goes, why? She goes, why? I was like, and the funny thing, and I'm saying this laughing because the way she said why was like, she didn't know what the fuck she just said to me. Yeah, you know I mean, like she didn't just escalate the whole situation. And she goes, why? And I was like, <laughs> like that. And at that, I was trying not to laugh, but I looked at it, I was like, you have an issue with people disagreeing with you. And I'm not somebody who's an agreeable person. I will never just agree with you just to agree with yeah. you. If And I was like, we've only been dating about a week now and you already snapped at me over something that was nothing. I was like, this is something that's in, I could tell that's in indicative of what you do as a person so let's just keep it as friends this isn't gonna go but right now i'm upset because you yelled at me Mm -hmm. and over nothing it was something this small and you saw somebody who disagreed with you and it's it is a habit of yours that i could already tell and i kind of saw it with you because we're friends Mm -hmm. that you do and i was like in a relationship now it's 10 times more amplified so right now you gotta bounce because you pissed me off so (laughs) she bounced and then we kind of we just called it quits i think that's what i watch out with my age now because it's like no matter how hot a girl is, mm-hmm. do you want to deal with that baggage? Do you want to, because everyone has baggage. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you got to weigh out the pros and cons. And that's where I'm just like, man, I'm not even dating, but yeah. I am dating. Yeah. And it just, things fall into place. Because that's where I, I wasn't looking forward, like to make this go first full circle. It's like, that's why I wasn't looking forward to dating. Because I'm thinking about that. Do I want to deal with their baggage? Do I want to, whatever, right? But when you emotionally connect with someone, none of that shit matters. You will you will deal with it. No. That's what I didn't realize. Hmm. You're like, who cares? That's the logic thinking. Yeah. There's going to be problems. There's Always. this, there's that, whatever. Do you want to deal with it? Probably not. But that's coming from a mind that's not being emotionally fulfilled. When you're mm-hmm. emotionally fulfilled, you're like, yeah, I'll deal with their bullshit because you know why? She makes me feel complete. Yeah, because like I love her. Yeah. So, you know, because everybody has baggage. I have baggage. You have baggage. It's just, I mean, obviously it depends on what that baggage is. Some of us aren't really strong enough to deal with that stuff. Yeah. I, I know for a fact that, um, yeah, if I don't really love this girl and I don't see her having a willingness to change and I don't see improvements. It's too early to deal with the bullshit. That's why yeah. I think it's kind of like we're supposed to be in honeymoon and you're already fucking yelling at me like we're an old married couple. Fuck that Game shit. Over. Like that type of baggage is not something that I'm willing to deal with me neither. when it's that early. Yeah. It's like, yo, that type of stuff should happen later. It's been one week. Like we barely just started fucking. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, come on. What the fuck? Yeah. Like, yo. Chill the fuck out. And then for her, and like I said, we've already been friends. So I've seen this side of her before, but just not to this extreme. And it's like, yo, when you're with somebody, it's amplified. 
It's like, yeah. you're you're crazy. But that's going to be crazier. Yeah. Because you know, that's her holding back. Yeah. And we're still like, you know, we're we're friends lightweight. You know what I mean? Like, we're not like close, close. Yeah. We're still friends. And, you know, she she's, she's uh, she's I think she's married now. She was engaged. Mm. But I've seen her interact with her uh, fiance. Does the same shit. We're like, thank God. Snaps at him all the time. She didn't learn her lesson. No, because that's just who she is. Yeah. And that guy just fucking takes it. You know? Well, that's perfect. That's love right there. Yeah. I, I don't really know. If you're ever listening to this. You know, and I've told her too, I was like, yo, ease up, because we're friends. You know, I'm like, yo, ease up off him a little bit, right? She's like, oh, you know how I get, you know what I mean? But I'm just like, well, it's not my problem, but if I if I see it and we're friends, I'm like, back up. Like, it would be like some shit, like, we, 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 went to, we went to go out to eat, and this was years ago. Um, and this is when she was with this guy, and I think they're married now, I haven't really followed up. But, like, we would go out to eat, and he, she would be like, some shit, like, I don't know. Um, sweetie, can you pass me the water, right? And then he'll give it to her, but he'll fill his fill her cup like halfway. And she goes, "Are you fucking kidding me? Like, how am I supposed to drink this shit?" It's like, yo, <laughs> what a princess. Yeah, you know what I mean. I'm like, yo, chill the fuck out. You know what I mean? Are you serious? How am I supposed to drink this? Yeah, and like the <laughs> like that's just an example. I'm not saying that's exactly what happened, <laughs> oh but it would God. be like on some shit like yeah. that. And then you know, as friends, where we're at this dinner, I'm like trying to diffuse the situation. I'm like, oh, here she goes being a little yeah. fucking this again. And she goes, what do you mean? And she starts joking around, but I know for a fact that that's how she talks to him all the time because I experienced a little bit of that. Oh my God, I you know, I would immediately run away. That's why I ran away. I ran away in a week. Damn. But I was like, nope, it's not working out. Adios. See, that's the part of dating that scares me. Yeah, well, you don't got to worry about that. This was somebody that was a friend and turned it. I should have said no in the first place, but it was so nice that she asked. But me your out. gut was right. Yeah, and I think that's the thing. It's all about the gut, man. Mm-hmm. The gut knows. It's a good thing. And the gut's been been saying, "Go this way, go that way," and I'm like, "All right, I'll and, follow." And I think you're a smart enough person, and you have so much life experience now, especially after your last relationship. I think you have a really good gut feeling about things now. And even if it does fail, it's not going to be catastrophic now. Yeah. Right. So you have a good like relationship dating like barometer. You know where you're going. Yeah. And I'm able to navigate conversations better now mm-hmm. and create a better dynamic between the people that I'm talking to and hanging out with. So that's the biggest difference between being single and not because like for me, I have this ability before Mariel, if I'm talking to somebody, whether it's a guy or a girl to actually give a fuck about what they're saying and spark a conversation. Now I know that when I am at home and Mariel comes home, she wants to talk to me for a couple of hours. So that's where my brain energy has to go. Mm. So now it's like when a girl talks to me, it's like, I don't give a fuck about what you're saying, dude. Like, I could really fucking care less. I don't <laughs> care, dude. It's like, oh, let me tell you about my day. Who the fuck cares? I got to go home and I got to listen to Mariel talk. So like for you, I don't care, dude. Like, just just go about your way. It's not that simple, but what I'm saying is like, I could do it like very surface, but if it's like me having to listen to them like a therapist, it's not going to happen. Oh, I don't even do that for friends anymore. Yeah, it's like, it's too much. It's like, we're done here. We're done. I got to do this. At I don't later. absorb bullshit no more it's hard but now what i understand what to do is like flip it really quick Mm. so like i don't let people live in their misery anymore no and i don't sit there and i don't convince them so the thing is like i let people get vent and do what what they got to do but i don't try to fix their problems i let them do their shit but i try to get them to feel like I, I I feel like if I have strong energy, I can help them snap out of it. Mm. So it's not that I'm convincing them or anything, but really like making them feel good. 
Mm. And I think that's been my new thing of like, oh, okay, how do you diver- how do you change this so we don't stay in this thought and feeling for too long? Yeah. Yeah. And so like that's one thing I noticed I started doing too while we're like hanging out, date, going on dates or whatever is if any topic starts to get heavy, I don't avoid it, but I also stay away. I understand now cuz I love arguing, debating or whatever. Depending on the person, you got to know that relationship. And this is where guys fuck up a lot, especially nerdy guys and intellectual guys. If you love to fucking argue, if you love to debate, if you love to talk about things that are really fucking deep, make sure you don't argue and debate with the person that you're dating with. That shit happens all the time. And I'm like, why did I do that? You don't compete with them because it creates this dynamic that's more of a battle than a lover you want to protect them you want to feel you want to make them feel feminine around you you want to make them feel like not attacked and when you're doing that mentally when you're intellectually bullying them or whatever then it then it creates a different dynamic between the two of you if she's always do that huh a lot of dweebs do that yeah also for women too if she's always relying on you as an emotional tampon, she gets to spill all of her shit, right? That's fine. But what ends up happening is she sees you as, a, as her gossip girl now. Not yeah. a man. You're her homegirl. That's where you get friend zoned. Yeah. So sure, you could talk about issues and whatever, but make sure that that's not all that's going on. Well, that's what a lot of guys confuse in, uh, about that that whole like friend zone thing, right? It's it's how you establish yourself within that relationship that allows it to flourish into something else. If you were just there, right, and you just made it seem like you guys were only going to be friends and like Joe said, you were there just to absorb their bullshit, that's as far as they were going to see you because you didn't offer something else. Mm-hmm. And this is where guys who are fucking dweebs, I call you dweebs because you think that that small amount of affection means that that person liked you. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't it. No. It wasn't established. You didn't try anything They're after like, that. They're like, you're a great therapist. Thank you. Exactly. And that's the relationship. So you created that dynamic, which mm-hmm. is the therapist client, you know? <laughs> and is it is it the woman's fault for that? No. Nope. Absolutely not. You that's your offered fault. your ears. Because she went in knowing what she wanted from you. Yeah. You went in not offering something that you wanted from her. Yeah. And then it didn't go anywhere. So whose fault is that? That's your fault, dweeb. Yep. Yeah, and you're also the dweeb to be angry at women for it. Like they like nice guys finish last. You're don't say that shit. What do you mean, nice guys? Finish I was last? nice and I finished first. Yeah, like we're all. I, I, I think <laughs> if you ask any of our female <laughs> friends or the women that we've been with, we were nice guys. So what the fuck does that mean? It's just that we weren't the creep that decided to try to fake being friends and try to get in their pants after. Yeah, you're the fucking creep. Yeah, and. That's what I like about dating. I think is the is that the the whole like experience of it. And I'm like, man, that's why they say women are way more mature than men in a lot of ways because they saw that shit from a mile away at an early age, mm-hmm. where guys don't fucking see it. Yeah, they're it's 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 in your face, but it's not. You're not reading it. Yeah, and I'm like, fuck, dude, this is what I've been missing out on. So. Now I think the whole, it's just, dating is just not about, hey, 
do you match the criteria? Do I match the criteria? It's so fucking robotic, right? Mm-hmm. Dating is like, let's go fucking have fun. And can we match energies and vibes and stories? And what can we kind of supply for each other? Well, that's as far as dating should go. Right. And that's just beginning stages. Don't don't worry about all the other shit right now. If you find out later on that there's something wrong, as I call it, like your your pillars, like I have pillars in my life that can't change, right? It's like, number one, it's like family, friends, and then my religion. Like these are things that are important to me, right? If I'm just trying to date, right? Why bring this up in the first fucking date? Why? Yeah. Like it's like, yeah, these are important to you. But if you're just trying to get, just have fun first mm-hmm. and then see what happens after. Yeah. And it's been fun. It's been crazy fun, man. It's been, it's like, man, I don't even know what to do with it. Hey, man, it's it's just getting started, baby. Well, how, how long have we been doing? We've been an hour and 13 minutes in, dude. <laughs> you know, what's funny is um, after my breakup video that we did where I'm talking about how, uh, uh my heartbreak when I was in high school. Yeah, yeah. I was so fucking cop. I was crying like a little. Like I got a ton of fucking messages from that. <laughs> of course you did, dude. They're like, I I could mend your heart right now. Oh my god! Could, it was like that was me in high school. <laughs> yeah, like, that was me when I was fucking fifteen and shit, guys. Where were you in high school? <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm telling you, man. There's there's always some women out there for you, dude. People be surprised, man. Just gotta be open and vulnerable. And that was the shit that when we were younger, it's the stuff that we would hide from women because we didn't want them to, to to fucking think we're a bunch of bitches. But guess what? Girls like some when you're open and vulnerable. Yeah, which is awesome. Well, guys, hope you enjoyed that podcast. Um, yeah, man. Joe is blossoming into a new dating man. So ladies, hit him up in his DM. Send him, send him, send him <laughs> messages, dude. Because now is the time. Because once he becomes locked down, he's a faithful motherfucker. So good luck. That's uh, true. <laughs> Even if it's toxic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys can catch the Genius Brain podcast every Thursday and Sundays. You can see us on iTunes, Spotify, any type of audio platform out there. We're there for you guys. Uh, so we'll catch you guys next time. And ladies. Peace. To the loop.